Welcome to Make Pods Great Again. I'm your host, John, back with my girl, Nikki. Nikki, how are you? I am good. How's you? I'm good. I feel like we need to lay some ground rules for this podcast. So we uh, we have Kelsey Keel on. Kelsey, how are you? I'm good. So Nikki is a monster Fleo fan. And if you guys oh. spend this whole podcast talking about <laughs> booty shorts, I'm going to be really uncomfortable and disappointed. Well, so, we could also talk about leggings. We could talk about bras. Right. And we don't have to stop yeah. just at booty shorts. It's just going to be an entire show of women's apparel. Shirts, that's really what I need. Tops. So that's the ground rules. Wow. So we got to talk about things other than that. But otherwise, okay. I'm good. So okay. there you go. So Kelsey, I feel like how we have, you been? We have much more interesting things to talk yes. about with Kelsey now that she's here. <laughs> how's that? Yeah. How's everything going, girl? Oh, man. It is going. That's been my answer the past two days. <laughs> People okay, are like, so okay. Like, oh, wait, what? <laughs> um, I am alive. I'm, and I'm walking. I'm okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's, I'm doing well, like emotionally. <laughs> oh, well, good, good. For, uh, for the, the listeners that may not have heard yet, Kels has taken a, a minute away from the typical day-by-day CrossFit stuff that we kind of probably know you for and follow you on Instagram and all that stuff. And you're, you're with the U S Olympic bobsled team, correct? Yeah. In their training facility, which is where is it upstate New York? So yeah, we're in Lake Placid, New York, way, way, way North. Ooh. Um, very cold. <laughs> is it already cold? Um, it was, well, today was a little bit nicer. It was like 50, but it's been chilly in the morning. Yeah. Like, I bet. Um, but yeah, I got up here, I guess it's been like eight days, nine days, nine days now. Um, I had to do a six-day quarantine when I first got here. Got it. And people were laughing at when I said I got my outside time, but they were pretty like, they were on their game here about mm-hmm. like really just making sure that the athletes that come in are are safe and healthy. Um, I had two COVID tests as well as an antibody test while I was here uh, or while I was in quarantine and I got an hour outside each day. <laughs> well, it makes but it was sense. Like, sense. Makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Totally makes sense. They got to keep everyone safe. It's like you're in a bubble here when you're in. So it's like you just have to deal with six days in your room first. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It looks like from just what I've seen from what you posted it almost looks like dorm style like you feel like you're in college again oh yeah yes so when I (laughs) I also went to school in upstate like western New York so driving up here I was like I'm going to preseason for my collegiate soccer days like it felt very like I was going back to school um they're definitely nicer than like a typical dorm room. Like okay. we get linens and like <laughs> that kind of Ooh. thing. Is it the um, twin extra it, long bed though? Still? Uh, um, it's not extra long, Oh, but it's comfortable. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I'm sleeping really well. Good. <laughs> for the most part. Solid. Um, but yeah, it's definitely like a dorm with a cafeteria and everything's connected and the push track is right outside my window and that kind of thing. So I feel like a mom, but I want to be like, are you making friends? Like, are people nice? (laughs) Is it cool? It's, it's crazy. I was, I've had to like reflect on the fact that this is like, obviously so new. Everything's new. I, and 
you know, I get thrown into this um, quarantine and it's in a new, new space and it's not like I know anyone here yet. And then I get out of quarantine and I'm thrown into a brand new sport that I know nothing <laughs> about <laughs> and with people I don't know. And it's like, it's a lot. It's a, it's a lot. <laughs> mm-hmm. I bet. But and especially also, when you've been like in the, in your, you, you're coming from the complete opposite, like in CrossFit and in the, I know you were up in Invictus Boston, like you have a little tight knit community there. And so it's like all the time surrounded by people I yeah. know and love constantly. And then it's like, Oh, like er, record scratch. I'm in a new place having yeah. to learn new things. And I don't know about you, but for me as a grown up, like that's harder than it was when I was like 20. Right. You know? Yeah. And, um, someone I've had a few people recommend, uh, Brene Brown's podcast the very totally. first about her FFTs. I listened to it back when she first released it and I re-listened to it when I was in quarantine. I was like, Oh yeah, this is a, mm-hmm. this is it. <laughs> Got to lean That's into smart. the uncomfortable, um, mm-hmm. uncomfortableness of this because it's, there's going to be a lot of it. <laughs> Okay, let's, can we run it down a little? So how'd you get, um, how'd you make the leap from CrossFit to want to do bobsled? This is such a, yeah. kind of un, it's such a unique and unusual uh, jump. Yeah. Um, well, I knew nothing about bobsled other than what Blaine McConnell has posted on his Instagram. I just know mm-hmm. him through Invictus and um, and just through like the CrossFit world. Um, so I, I knew of what bobsled was because of his shift um, to Team USA. But I, back in like July, I think it was, I was going through my um, Instagram messages and I received a message from a current bobsled athlete's husband. And he, the only thing he said was like, "Did have you ever thought about trying out for the bobsled team? And to be totally honest, normally I like would click delete, 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 delete. delete. (laughs) (laughs) But I, for whatever reason, I decided to open it and I replied back to him and I said, I don't even know what that would entail at all. I don't know what it would take to be a bobsled athlete. I don't, I've never, like, I wanted to be like, what's Bob's like, what is a bobsled? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) So he actually, he's like, my wife's going to reach out to you. And his wife is the current um, world champion. She's the best pilot in the entire world right now. Oh, um, her name is Haley Humphrey. Yeah. yeah <laughs> She's cool. super badass. So she messaged me on Instagram and uh, we went back and forth a little bit. And that was kind of how the door opened, I guess. She, um, I think just through the social media world saw something in me in regards to my strength. Um, that's always been a um, strength of mine <laughs> is my like power of my strength, I guess. Um, and I mean, I like to, I like barbells. <laughs> we'll just say that. Makes sense. Makes and, sense. <laughs> um, so I think she saw that um, and just kind of, had a hunch and decided to see if I would even um, be interested. And I think that there, I mean, I can like get all philosophical on this, but like there was a reason that like 
my invite to the games was taken away and that like that door Mm -hmm. kind of got closed. And, you know, I was already, I was actually moving from Boston. I had already planned to move and I was just in this huge transition phase in my life. And then like this door kind of opened. And so I just like, I'm like, okay, I guess I'm doing it. (laughs) Yeah. Hell yeah, Yeah. girl. No reason not to give it a shot. And, but so, so if she reached out and was like, Hey, you want to like bobsled? And you're like, eh, I don't know what that is, but like, cool, let's chat. And then did you like, when was the first time you had a chance to like test it or, or yeah. get in one or do the push sled right. thing that like looks like a sled, um, but it's not really a sled. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, um, it was always just kind of like a conversation throughout the summer. just like every once in a while, like I actually got on a call with her and the head coach once and like, um, started talking to my CrossFit coach about it and that kind of thing. But my plan was still, um, my lease was up at the end of August in Boston and my plan was to move West, uh, to Las Vegas. That's where my coaches, um, he also coaches Carrie Pierce and my plan was mm-hmm. to be out there with them and, you know, um, kind of put my roots down out there. Um, and Kaylee lives in Carlsbad, California. So we'd always talked about me kind of, you know, finding my footing a little bit in Vegas and then getting out to visit her. She has a um, pretty much what they have here at the training center, but it's um, obviously not on a track. It's just, but it's a mock bobsled. Um, it's on wheels. It's, you can kind of think of like a prowler, but on wheels gotcha. um, and longer where you can add plates to it. It's, it's pretty cool. Um, so that was always the plan was that I was just going to go out and kind of push with her and see how I did. Um and then my plan was on Saturday, my mom was going to fly up to Boston and help me move my life um, into a truck. And we were going to start my cross country road trip um, on that Sunday. And I got a phone call on the Friday before I was leaving. And I, she said, or whoever I was speaking with told me that um, they potentially had a bed for me at the Olympic Training Center in Lake Placid, New York. Um, and this was another thing where it just kind of the pieces fell in to my lap almost because the lease that I had, um, potentially was going to sign in Vegas fell through. Um, so I knew that I wasn't going to have a place, but I had 10 day road trip. So I thought like, Oh, I'll be able to find something and all that stuff. But the thing, the kind of like catch 22 to all of it was that if I went to Las Vegas and then to Lake Placid, I would have to do a 14 day quarantine when I got here. Um, so she had kind of put it out there to me like, Oh, maybe you want to stay in Boston for two more weeks before you get up to Lake Placid. Then you'd only have to do a six day quarantine, that kind of thing. Um, and I really didn't want to stay in Boston only because I had kind of like set my heart on leaving and I'd said, my yeah, goodbyes. Of course. it was just like, sort of an uneasy feeling about staying there. Not that I couldn't have and that people wouldn't have loved that and been supportive, but um, my mom and I landed on the idea of me driving my truck down to Philadelphia where my mom lives, um, where I am kind of from. I'm from outside of Philadelphia. And so instead of driving across the country that Sunday, we drove south and I got a storage unit in Philly, (laughs) put all my stuff in storage uh, and lived at my mom's and at my like best friend's house back and forth for a couple of weeks until they told me I could come up here. <laughs> wow. So it's been like, okay, we're going to just put my 
life on pause in a way, but it's almost like not also, also it's not on pause because no, it's not on pause it, at all. It's moving <laughs> forward in like, in this really cool, like once in a lifetime opportunity way right. where like, who cares if you're not the next, like number one U.S. bobsled person, right. bobsledder, bobsleddy. I don't know what the word is. Like, uh, who that cares? was right. Bobsleddy. Bobsledder. Yeah, that yeah, that's it. Like, who cares? You're there and you're trying it. And yeah. clearly like, you know, if the next CrossFit season rolls around and you started training again, or you got into a sanctional mm-hmm. right away or whatever, like you might not be able to do this again. Like right. why? Yeah. that's a perfect time. And yeah, maybe you'll love it. Maybe you'll be like, I'm- cross who? Yeah. (laughs) Um, yeah, I think that was kind of cool thinking about like, like as soon as I had this opportunity presented to me, I, when I was talking it out with my coach, I was like, I, both of us said, we can't not do it. Even if you fall on your ass and fail (laughs) Yeah, and I've fallen on my ass a few times, but, um, yeah, I just knew that I would have regretted if I didn't do this but I also have been thinking a lot about like if if they can if I didn't get my invite taken and I was still training for the games at Mm -hmm. that point when she reached out I was like I don't know if I would have even given it a realistic like you know there's so many things that like who knows what would have happened but it's kind of cool looking at that looking back yeah (laughs) John this sounds like a one big daily gratitude to me end to end I'm actually like I watched the video of her pushing this thing and and jumping on it the other day and I was singing to myself I wonder how hard that is because I know it's incredibly hard it has to be incredibly hard but it looks easy it's like one of those like I don't know like the only thing I could compare it to is like track and field right like you ever watch track and field and you see people running hurdles you're like oh yeah it looks easy and then you go try (laughs) to jump a hurdle and it's like damn near impossible like you that's stand what I was next to a hurdle and you're like, Oh, so this thing's at yeah. my nipples. Clearly. You're like, okay, maybe it's not easy. And so I'm looking at that thing going, what well, kind of looks easy? Like you, you know, you right. not really going that fast and you just jump on it. You're and not even really going that fast. That's what it looks it's like. All that I've had. Hey, that's what it looks like. I'm not saying you're not going fast saying it looks that way, but you know, like I've done enough sports in my life to go, I know that's incredibly hard. So that's a long story to say, how hard is it really? Yeah. It what's looks- it like? Yeah. So you're talking to someone I, I did play college soccer, but um, I always joke that we were like a much better drinking team than we were a soccer team. Like that I was my college volleyball team too. We're, we're a much better drinking podcast than an actual podcast. Oh, so cool, that, cool, cool. that worked out um, for us. Stayed with yeah, me. I feel like I, and both my high school and my college didn't have track and field. I've never been around um, sprint mechanics and sprint technique. So that for me has been the biggest learning curve slash thing that I'm like, why won't my body do it? I can see it. I know what I'm meant to do, but like that muscle memory is just not there yet. Um, so that's for me been the hardest part. Um, I can push something. I'm confident in my strength, but it's not about like running with the sled. It's about like your ground contact and you're, you're pushing it. You're not running with it. So it's been like more of like just that mental trying to connect what I'm doing with my sprint drills into like what I'm doing when I'm actually pushing the sled. And honestly, like if you just wanted to like get out there and just kind of like run with it, it would be easy. Like the sleds out there, not heavy. Um, the actual bobsled is heavy, but, um, 
it's so that's not the hard part. Like I think anyone, especially if like you've been in the CrossFit space, you can get out there and run with it, but it's like, that's not efficient and that's not going to get us the fastest start times and that kind of thing. So I think the hardest part for me has just been like having to drill these brand new things that my body has never done before. (laughs) And I mean, I, I, I'm like looking back at college soccer, like we would have the 300 meter shuttle sprint test and like a long jump test. And I was always good at those, but it was always just because I was like explosive enough. Like it, but it was never like the form was never there. That soccer ball as fast as you can, don't care what it looks like kind of thing. So exactly. Um, that's been the biggest shift for me. I think it's cute. Learning a new sport. (laughs) Totally. It's really cute that you think I could just go out and push that thing. So that I makes think me yeah. I have all the faith in the world. I don't. I don't know. I mean, I think I could push it while walking. Maybe. maybe. It's on wheels. You'll be fine. No, then yeah. Okay, yeah. come on. It's on wheels, man. If I can roll the barbell across the floor, then Absolutely. like, so, right? So how soon until they let you jump on that thing when it's actually going downhill and picking up speed? So. Um, well, the push track out there does like go what they, I have learned is called going over the crest and then it goes up a little bit of a hill and you're like just riding it at this point, you've hopped in and you ride it up and then it rides back down and then you hop back out and you, um, like put it close so the next person can go, um, actual sliding on the track on ice in Lake Placid, I believe starts in November. Right, Are you fa- excited? Like, does it go really fast? It goes really fast. Like, I think. between 80 and 100 miles per hour. Yes. Oh, my God. I would shit my <laughs> pants. Are you kidding me? Like, 100 miles an hour? They're not even in a car. You're not inside of a car. Yeah. You're just out. Yeah. That's why helmets are important. <laughs> yeah, there weren't helmets and spandex. What could go wrong, Nikki? Come I'm on. dead. I didn't realize they went that fast. Yeah. They don't tell you that in Cool Runnings. Right, they don't. <laughs> that really that's that's your entire that's your entire repertoire of bobsled. I mean, I'm that is my entire <laughs> repertoire of bobsled yeah. education. And if there are listeners to this podcast that have more than that, I'm calling BS. Yeah, I'm making fun because it's mine too. But. I know. I'm like, what are you talking about? Come on, man! Greatest movie ever. But okay, all that being said, when you hop on it on the track, like the training that you've done so far, like it's yeah. got to pick up a little bit of speed. So you're probably yeah. getting used to it by now. Uh, not like that much speed. Oh, okay. Just not like, not a everyone miles. keeps saying like, you'll do like, you'll learn all this stuff out there and then you'll get on ice. It'll be totally different. And they always talk oh, about great. how that cool. first run for a rookie is like, cause like you have to get in, like you have to run on the ice with it and then you have to hop in and then you ride it down. <laughs> right. Right. Like you don't have a choice at that point. Yeah. You gotta get in. Have you ever been on like, like an, uh, mo- even like a motorcraft that's open air, like a motorcycle or a boat. Like I've been on a motorcycle in a boat. Yeah. I see. I would be pooping my pants too, because I, like I've been on really <laughs> fast boats. So they go like 70 miles an hour and you're just like, you get the death yeah. grip on the mm-hmm. steering wheel. So I like, I can't even imagine when you have very little control. Huh. Yeah. And I'm not driving, which is really, really, really good. It takes a lot <laughs> to pilot. So luckily they are very experienced and they get in, before me, they hop in and then I hop in behind and then um, she drives and then I pull the brakes at the bottom. <laughs> oh, you have a very important job. I 
How do you know when to pull the brakes? Um, great question. But I'm pretty sure the pilot yells at me. Oh, great. But great. I also like, it's also part of the sport is like understanding the tracks that of you course. go to. So like, Neat. I am going to have to like learn the different curves on these different tracks. Um, yeah. So you put a lot of trust in each other. And do you break more than once or you just break at the end? Like, I don't know. Squat you just, break box, at the like, end. just break at the you end. You kind of sit in like, if your legs are kind of like this and the, you have like foot pegs like that and your the brakes are between you. So like between your legs and you pull them up and then the thing's going to Thanks Nikki so for you, the demo. That I'm was like, great. Over here, the no, people that, that don't, good. don't watch this on YouTube. They're probably like, what the hell are you doing yeah. right now? And I'm like, oh, so you sit like you're snow tubing and then you just got it. Got it. Yeah. Something like that. Hey guys, we will get right back to the interview with Kelsey, but first we're going to take a quick mid-show break and talk about Nikki's all-time favorite <laughs> product. What is it, Nikki? It's the Leo. <laughs> I, it's very appropriate for this episode because um, Kelsey is a Fleo athlete, so it's women doing badass things, supporting other women doing badass things. Very appropriate. Oh my god! I was talking to um, a couple women the other day at the gym, and they were talking about Fleo. I'm like, I should just let you guys come on the show with Nikki and talk about this because I don't know crap. So. I know I could talk about Fleo for hours, um, and with with all other ladies and men at the gym. So why not bring them on? Um, but no, now is actually a really good time for, to bring them up because, well, two reasons. First and foremost, it's winter in some areas like my own here in New England. So um, they do have some really awesome new leggings that are like all sorts of animal prints and different fun colors. So that's worth checking out if you're into the uh, leg coverings. But if, if pants are a prison, they also have them in shorts version. So everybody's covered. But also it's worth it to bring up right now because um, Black Friday is coming up and it's the one and only time a year that Fleo has sales. So um, it's worth sort of like marking your calendar and following them on Instagram to see what's going to go on sale when and, you know, stay up till midnight and do the fun like online shopping thing and enter the codes. And now's the time. Sweet. So go get your Fleo on Black <laughs> yeah, yeah. Friday. I won't be buying it because you guys do not need to see me in booty shorts, but Nikki <laughs> loves it. She swears by it. Hell yeah. And I swear to God, every woman I talk to, like every girl, I just like, I've started noticing people wearing these things at the gym. I'm like, you like mm -hmm. those? And they all just like rave about it. It's crazy. They're the like, best ones. They're I, the best ones. Apparently. Apparently so. So no matter yeah. how many I try on and review, I still like always pull my fleos out of the laundry first when they're clean. So I, I got to be honest, I'm feeling left out. I feel like they should make men's gear. Yeah. I mean, I think you could just like wiggle your way into a pair of shorties. I bet I think, you could. I'm, I'm thinking maybe we need to work out a collab. So let's set them up Ooh, for that. But okay, for good. now, everybody look for this uh, Black Friday sale and get on it. So. All right. Well, I guess uh, with that, everybody think of booty shorts and we'll get back to Kelsey. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> word. That is so cool. And it's a two person sled only. What In my head, there are four people. sleds. Yeah. Going. So the men have four men and two men. And the women just have two. Um, and new to this year is mono Bob. So just one person. Um, obviously, you have to be a pilot to be able to do mono Bob. But um, yeah, that's another another one for the women. Wow. Why, why mono Bob instead of Uno Bob? So these are the tough questions. These are I the tough get questions. As close to mono boob as possible. I guess. Yeah. 
We probably should have done some research on Bob's sledding before. I know we probably should have done that before. I should probably have done some research as well. I mean, that's fine. You're in it. So it is what it is. So like, what's the, like, what is your training timeline? Like, do you train with them for a certain amount of time? And then do you have kind of like tryouts or trials? Like, how does it work? Yeah, I think, no, um, I do know mostly what's happening. Um, it's, um, so I'm here obviously, and it's what, beginning of October. Right. Um, not everyone on the team is here yet or not everyone who's trying out. Cause it's, it's almost like, unless you've won the world championship, it's a almost like you have to reprove yourself every year, which is kind of cool. Yeah. Um, so like I mentioned, Kaylee won worlds last year. So she has a buy. So she's already on the team. Um, she doesn't get here till mid October, another, um, two time Olympic medalist pilot is going to be here in the middle of October too. So she's kind of, she's been doing it a while. So, um, but we train here through October and then there's two team trial races before Thanksgiving. So that'll be like on the ice pushing, uh, just trying to go as fast as you can. <laughs> and then we and that's break. That's kind of it. Sorry. Oh, go ahead. No, you go oh, ahead. Okay. So then we, we break for Thanksgiving and then we go out to Park City, Utah um, for about, I think it's about three weeks where we're out there um, and we have two more team trial races because there's a track out there. And then the actual Team USA is named on December like 16th or something. Cool. So based off of those races. Yeah. Nice. So it's just like I a nice little a month before I'm on the ice. <laughs> oh, so cool. Here's a, here's a far too soon question for you then. Okay. Which, which do you want more? Win an Olympic gold medal or podium at the CrossFit games? Mm. Gold medal. Yeah. Gold medal for so, your country yeah. is pretty cool. That's pretty yeah. rad. That is yeah. be pretty amazing. Yeah. I am. Um, I consider myself <laughs> a pretty much a realist um, when it comes to certain things. And I am in no way like putting down my abilities as a CrossFit athlete, but I'm not your Tia and your, your Carrie Pierce who are like every year, you know, they're going to be contenders, obviously going to the games type of deal. Like I know that, even if bobsled doesn't work out and I do go back to CrossFit, um, I'm confident that I can get another CrossFit Games invite and be able to do that. Yes, there's still a lot of work that needs to be done as an individual athlete. Um, but I mean, it doesn't feel this way day two of bobsled training, but people seem to think that I can be really good at this. <laughs> um, it's pretty cool to like be able to work on the things that I'm already good at. Like CrossFit is so much of like, what's your weakness? Because we're going to be doing that for the rest of eternity. I have been trying to become a long distance runner for the last year so that I don't get a 23rd at a sanctional event in a long run. Mm -hmm. Um, But coming here, it's like, okay, I get to work on keeping my strength and getting more explosive and working on getting fast which is like, that's kind of cool to be able to like focus on things that you're already decent at, that you can 
get better at in order that will like directly affect the sport that you're in, which is kind of cool. <laughs> so well, Dave throws a curveball at the games when you're in programs, bobsledding and you sweep the event and there you go. Mono bobbing yeah. for time. Mono bobbing for time. <laughs> and you're going to be like, okay, hey, what's up? I what's got up? This. And in a weird <laughs> twist, Matt Frazier takes first in the mono bob because he's somehow been practicing it all year <laughs> long. You know? Somehow he knows how to drive a yeah. Of course. Of course he does. <laughs> mono bob. That's my new favorite term, mono bob. Same. It's the word of the day. I love it. I just think this whole opportunity is so neat. And I'm like, I'm so glad for you and excited for you that you had a little pocket of time and of your mm-hmm. life where you could be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like now's the, now's the time. It makes yeah. sense. Like I'm already moving, I'm already going, I'm already yeah. like changing up my training. Like I'm already looking at next season completely differently than this season. Cause it was a weird CrossFit season. It right. was a weird year. Like everything was all jacked up. Like why yeah. not give it a second Give to Q4. 2020 see what happens you know and then and then reevaluate next year even if you don't make the team like metcons will always be there exactly god forbid so yeah i know (laughs) speaking of that i mean has this blown up your crossfit training do you have to like forego your crossfit training to do this you're able to still train on the side yeah so my training has been like so weird (laughs) different like things are changing obviously i um for a while, like in that transition phase before I got up here, it was a lot of the same like structure of my training, but my Metcons were like prowler pushes with box jumps and like things like that, that would hopefully set me up for a little bit more success when I got here. Um, I think that my coach did a really good job of, I mean, he's a CrossFit coach. He doesn't know what what to do for bobsled. I mean, he's smart. So he knows like the, you know, what I should do kind of, but um, now that I'm up here, it's also different because I mean, as CrossFit athletes, we're so used to just like grinding, right? So we're like doing a three hour session in the morning, we break and we go home and we take a nap or we eat and work. And then we go back for a two hour PM session. Like that's very, that was so normal for me when I was in Boston. Um, and here, well, everything's super restricted because of COVID. We have to kind of like stay in our pods of people. So like I'm at the push track, a very, um, you know, it's a set schedule. It's three times a week uh, for an hour. And then I get the weight room three times a week for two hours. And those days, the only day that it's both on the same day is Saturday. So things definitely, we have to get like a little bit creative. Um, There's a track relatively close by. So that is easy to be able to go get a track session in until it starts snowing here. Um, Which is tomorrow, probably. probably. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But my training, like, I think my body's going to be like, Oh, this is amazing. I was was wondering, wondering, you're you're like, Oh, my shoulders feel great. I'm just sleeping good. Touch my toes and like my arm doesn't cramp. Um, Yeah. So my, I think my, body's going to thank me, but I also, um, like, I still want to keep my aerobic capacity. I mean, it's not going to be where it would be if I was training CrossFit at all. And I understand that because that's not what my focus is. Um, but like today I went into the gym bay and I did like a bike erg with some strict handstand pushups and like 
hollow rocks. So like things that like were keeping my conditioning up a little bit. Um, I think my coach also knows that like mentally for me, I'm going to want to be able to <laughs> of do that course. Kind of thing. Um, but where I'm going to be also working with um, in conjunction with Justin, another coach who is, he was the push coach here for a couple of years and he's a, an Olympian uh, in track and field. So he's going to help with the stuff that I need help in because I need help. <laughs> I wonder if it'll be like um, just like way easier for your body to adapt and learn like sprint technique and th- these things that you're talking about when you're not totally wrecked from seven hours of training yesterday. Like, I wonder if that is going to be just like exactly what you need to get your, I don't know if it's slow twitch or fast twitch, whatever it is for twitching you need to do, like it's probably not going to, your system's not going to be shocked by like, you know, the 17 Metcons you did yesterday. So it'll be able to do all the new stuff. Yeah. My CNS will be like, fine. I love it. So I mean, this is literally today was my second day at, on the push track. So it's like, and today I, I, I mean, today was a little bit better Saturday. If we had talked on Saturday would have been like, <laughs> what if, uh, what if all your, you have a lot of relationships within the CrossFit community. We have a lot of mutual friends, you know, fit aid, yeah. chesty, Fleo, like yeah. a lot of those companies, none of which are sponsoring this by the way. Uh, but I am curious, like this is but a big if they want to, but if they want to, they can, uh, especially the, gallons of fit aid I have in my fridge. Um, <laughs> but you know, this is obviously a big leap from CrossFit. Like how, how has their reaction been to you, you know, kind of making this shift? Yeah. Um, I have been overwhelmed with the support from like the brands that I work with right now, cool. um, which has been, I mean, it's been a relief big time because it's, it's, it is not CrossFit, (laughs) um, not even close, but I think that I hope that, you know, the brands that I do work with, they can see that like, even no matter what, like sport I'm doing, hopefully that they saw more in me than just like, she was a CrossFit athlete Mm -hmm. because I, I try to pride myself on like being relatable more than just like, Oh, she's, she can snatch 200 pounds kind of thing. So hopefully um, they'll just, we'll stick it out with me as we go through this. Cause I don't know what's going to happen, but um, everyone's been super supportive and like overwhelmingly. So I wish my relatability was snatching 200 pounds. Um, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not surprised that they're all uh, supportive though. I mean, it, to me, CrossFit has always felt like we're training for something else, even though mm. you know, those of you that are competitive athletes are training for the CrossFit games. Like I think most, most of us that are really just casual CrossFitters get really excited to see athletes like yourself do something outside of the CrossFit world to prove how fit right. CrossFitters are. Like every time somebody does the Titan games, we're all just like, thank God, like go yeah, prove yeah, to yeah. the world how good you are, you know? And, right. and then when you do a, you know, no offense to the Titan games, but a real sport like bobsledding, you know, an Olympic sport, like it's really, really cool to see. So, yeah. Yeah. I think too, like sharing your story and being like, being able to be like, I don't know, Saturday sucked. Like (laughs) I got here and I'm not great at this on day one. Like that is the relatable realness that like we all need because we've all been there. Like we have all tried something new and have all been scared by it or sucked on day one and did great on day 10 or sucked on day one and still sucked on day 10. Like it's life. It is what it is. And and the fact that you're out there 
you know, you work on your fitness so that you can, as John says, like, you know, take it outside mm-hmm. of just the gym. Like that's, that's what I yeah. think is going to make a real impact on people. How many people are going to see your story and be mm-hmm. like, you know what, I'm going to try something new too. And it may or may not work, but that's okay. Like it's right. just life. Like we can't just live in our little bubbles. Well, right now we have to live in our bubbles. Right. Stay in your pod and wear a mask. But wear other mask than that, <laughs> you know, non non COVID bubbles. Are- Nikki, I will tell you the the bravest part of the entire story to me was that she opened a DM from somebody she didn't know. That after, Accurate. After all the stories we've heard on this podcast about creepy DMs, as soon as you started telling that story, I'm like, oh my god, you opened it. Oh, it was a picture. Yeah. It was a photo. It was a request for foot pics. I know. She's like, I think bobsled's a euphemism. I don't know. It's just weird. I'm like, what's You wanted to see my mono bob. It was weird. <laughs> John is, uh, John's got openings in, in his perv management department, if you need. I've had so many more people reach out to me, Nikki. Like, and I, I mean, like big name CrossFit. So we've had Danny Spiegel's been on here a couple of times and she keeps yeah. getting all these totally creepy DMs and she posts it in her story all the time. Mm-hmm. And so I joke about it and I put it in my story and now women are messaging me going, Oh my God, I got one too. You take me on as a client. Like I swear to God, it's like, I keep promising everybody I'll wear the socks. I'll wear the underwear. We'll just tell them you wore it. We'll split the money. We'll split the money. I'll, I'll send photos of my nasty feet. You know, we'll tell them it's yours. The is, is maybe this is like, like, I don't know, but I posted a picture just to my story and tagged the um, company I was using for my Epsom salt bath. And my sister messaged me and she's like, people are going to get weird with your feet and being in that picture. And I was mm-hmm. like, no, they're not. Yes, they are. Oh, girl. Well, alas. Girl. Uh-huh. <laughs> Send them to John. John will make a Venmo account for the two of you. And he'll be like, yeah, bro, what do you want? Toe hanging off the edge of my shoe. Big toe poking out the suds. $500. Just Venmo. Just Venmo me. And and it'll be great. No big deal. Or I could just let you do it, Nikki, because you just sell yours without even knowing. It's yeah, that was an accident. I got weird. Someone got weird with me uh, and my feet when I tried to sell a pair of shoes online. Yeah. So I, That's so <laughs> that funny. was naive and stupid. <laughs> And I like I totally rolled with it. They were like, can I see your foot in the shoe though? And I was like, yeah, of course. Like that makes sense. And my husband was like, what's wrong with you? Like, why didn't you tell me? I was like, I got caught into sending foot photos. (laughs) Oh my God. That's amazing. It was terrible. And for free. I have gotten good at figuring out like who's going to get blown up. You know, Danny will post something and I'll message her and go, you shouldn't have posted that. You're about to get a thousand DMs. (laughs) And she will, she'll get just a thousand DMs for just what seems like an innocent, you know, to your point, like, you know, I love a salt bath. I'm as basic as they come. I'm not going to lie. I love it. Love a salt bath, some candles, some light music. It's great. Yeah. I wouldn't post photos of it though, but I wouldn't get any DMs, but a woman does it. And you show like a little pinky toe, you're done. You're getting hundreds. Done. Done. Screenshot up the wall. I can be posting like, it was like a picture of Oliver on my lap and my foot was barely in the background. And I got mm-hmm. one. I was like, the internet's it? a weird place. <laughs> you noticed? But wait. I didn't even notice. Yeah, I didn't even know my foot was so there. <laughs> See, I wouldn't notice because I would have been looking at Oliver because I love that dog. I know. He's so he's cute. with friends right now? Yeah. So yeah. he, when I traveled for the different sanctionals last year, 
um, a girl from a gym in Boston was willing to take him. Yes, they were, it was only week, week trips. Um, and when I found out about this whole thing, the biggest thing for me was what am I going to do with my dog? I like, he's my baby. And, um, my mom was willing to take him, but she also works. So he would have been in the crate of a ton and she kind of felt bad about that. So I was just like, I wonder if she'll take him. And so she, I reached out and she was like, let's do it. She's uh, fostering him right now. I love that. And she's the best. She's taking care of him. Like I would like, I get daily updates. I, if I text her, I'm like, send me a picture she'll like have him sit and like it's just the best I mean the best the best would be him being right there but of course no I get it I totally get it I'm like absolutely neurotic about my dogs and like needing them to be like pampered and loved and like all that and And, like when we if we're being honest he's like my emotional support mm-hmm. <laughs> like mm-hmm. when I'm having a bad day it's like he just goes right here and it's perfect but mm-hmm. that's what pets do that's what that's yeah. their job they you know they know when we're having a bad day and you know they want to be there now cats want to kill you typically like even when they know you're having a bad day mm-hmm. but dogs right. they figure, <laughs> so they, much better so much better Cats just wait for you to fall asleep and then they crawl up on your chest and try to suffocate you. Right, right. No, dogs so much better. No, I totally understand it. And it's like, whenever we go away, we have to, we have a girl who comes and stays at the house. She's Mm -hmm. our like live in dog sitter for two reasons. One is because we have the dogs and we have the chickens. So like someone has to like actually be at the house to change their water and collect eggs and stuff. But two is because I just like can't, we could board them if we needed to. But back in the day before we had two big boys, we had uh, Ollie and a tiny little Pomeranian named Ruby who took, I'm not kidding, like 16 pills every day, three times a day. Because she was just like old and had a chronic heart condition Mm -hmm. and like, but was still kicking. Like all these pills were a pain in the ass and so expensive. And I had to come home from work every day on my lunch break to give her more meds. But they kept her like, (laughs) you know, cracking, no big deal. So this girl had to come over and stay at our house. I'm like paying her to live in my house and like eat the food out of my fridge and like cater to my dogs every whim and like change my chicken water and whatever, whatever. I could probably board my dogs for like half the price of having this chick stay in my home. Literally. I'm trusting her with my entire house. And I'm like, whatever, it's fine. We'll do it. We'll just have to have her over. We'll just have to have her over for like 10 days when we go on vacation. It's fine. It's like the cost of vacation. Literally. And I'm like, it's fine. Totally Mm -hmm. worth it. Yeah, they are. <laughs> that that is the advantage of a cat. Make sure they have water, uh, food. Yeah. See you later, Bean. Be back in a week. Enjoy yourself. <laughs> That's why he's such a dick to you. Uh, hey, listen. The girl, the girls come by. Meg drives That's over true. here, and they feed them, and they play with them for a couple of minutes, and and they go on about his merry way. So makes sense. It makes sense. But he is. That is part of the reason why he's a dick to me. There's no <laughs> no denying it. Absolutely no denying it. Well, that's part of the reason why Ollie and Griff are just like, they know that they'll get whatever they want. I'm like, ah. Well, I don't know how you guys do it. I was, I, uh, my daughter at her 17th birthday this weekend and I went over to her mom's house for a birthday party and they have two dogs and one's a puppy and it's a, uh, poodle Bernie mix. So it's the size of a Bernie's mountain dog, Bernadoodle. And it's huge, huge. However, it, it acts like a six month old puppy. Uh-huh. And we'll just jump in your lap like it weighs nothing. That dog uh-huh. knocked me over like four times. It was ridiculous. Yeah. 
Yeah. Okay. So Griff is over a year now. He turned a year uh, in September and he is literally like a tank with no driver. He <laughs> acts like he weighs 10 pounds. He knocks shit over constantly. He steps on your foot. He weighs a hundred pounds. Like oh. it hurts. Like he's going to break someone's toe and he's just absolutely insane. Like a, like a three month old puppy. That's why he's getting the big snippo in two weeks. And I can't freaking wait because it should like mellow him out a little bit. I can't take him anywhere. All he wants to do is sniff butt. Mm, It's like embarrassing. Yeah. Also, John, we can't take John anywhere. So they had two dogs at this party and the other one was a puppy too, but the other one was a Chihuahua. So half Chihuahua, like half Dotson, and like kind of one of those wire haired Dotson. So it looked more like a Dotson than a Chihuahua. But a typical right. chihuahua is just full of hate and shiver. Like, that's all it is. It's just like, you know, it's always cold. It could be 90 degrees and it's still shivering, you know? And so these dogs are like play fighting all night long. And the little chihuahua is ferocious. You know how they get? Like, when oh. they get really, like, Ooh. they're trying to kill the bigger dog. And the bigger dog is literally just dropping his big fat paw on the dog's head and just holding it down. It just oh my like, God. and just thinking it's having the best time and the little dog's just shivering and getting all pissed I off. I hate you so much. <sighs> it was the best. I was like, this is why I don't have dogs though. It's too much work. It's a lot. It so a lot. much work. Yeah. I'm glad you get daily updates. I feel like that's oh, going to yeah. be helpful. It helps. And I, I FaceTime him. <laughs> so oh my God. That's amazing. <laughs> and I have like a whistle that I'll do and if like he's in the gym or something, I'll do the whistle and come to me. And so on the FaceTime, I make sure to do the whistle. And he's like, we should have sent him a does Zoom he hear link. It? Yeah, I think he does hear oh, it. Oh, we should have sent him. We should have got him on the podcast. I know. We'll do it next time. We'll we could have had a little Zoom link. He could have been on. It would have been great. Just been sitting he would have maybe been cute for like five minutes. And then he would have been like out here. All set. I heard that there was treats over there. Fall. Well, you get a break, right? You said around Thanksgiving or something like that? Yeah. And I still don't know what I'm going to do for Thanksgiving. (laughs) Because I'm also like, my family's in Philadelphia. My dog's in Boston. I'm in New York. (laughs) Right. And I need to fly then from wherever I am to Park City. So it's good. I have to do some thinking on that. That'll be complicated. (laughs) Good. Nothing about this year is easy. Come on. (laughs) <laughs> nothing oh <laughs> but that's complex. kind of par for the course for all of us i agree you're going to park city yeah. it's um chris spieler lives there right and that where's jim yeah. is that's right he's yeah. an og go train with the og you could take a mono sled for him although it needs to be the size of a skateboard for chris spieler but still be awesome yeah. it's so funny well, a lot he's of been like oh crossfit lake placid is right there and will you come do a workout blah blah, blah. And, and i'm I was actually thinking about posting a video to my Instagram and being like, guys, <laughs> I'm not crossfitting right now. <laughs> right. Of course. Of course. I can't, I can't really leave my bubble to go to a sweaty gym. First of all, second of all, I love you, but I, I, I'm not crossfitting right now. <laughs> yeah. You can't No, you got to do your thing. You can't mess yeah. with your training. You can't like, you know, be exposed to all sorts of people and then back into your athlete bubble. It doesn't make any sense. It's only a couple months. I bet on day two of training, it feels like it's already been 10 years of this, but like it's only a couple months. Yeah. It's really cool. You're going to grow from this. And then who knows, you're either going to be an Olympian or you're going to be 10 times better as a CrossFitter because you've had outside experiences. Yeah. There's no downside. 
there is none. And this, I mean, I'm meeting a ton of people and I'm learning so much. Like, and that's what I have to just keep leaning into is like this feeling that I am getting every time I leave the push track where I'm like, holy shit, I'm so bad. Mm-hmm. That's okay. And to be expected and normal and, yeah. and where it's uncomfortable is normally where there's the most growth. So I just keep, totally. keep reminding myself that I'm saying this to you right now when I've had about four people have to say it to me for the past 72 hours. So, yep. yep. But it's good now that you're saying it out loud. It means it's really lodging itself right in there. It's yeah. got to be, it's yeah. got to be. Yeah. Well, and I, I have a request that the first time you, Go down that bobsled at 90 miles an hour. Capture video for me, please. Like just screaming your ass off. Like, I don't How care. How she supposed to do that? She's take a selfie. She'll be fine. No. She can use one arm. She can use one arm. She got, if she sticks an arm outside, you know, the like uh, roller coasters where they like keep your arms and legs in the thing. <laughs> She's it's a world like class CrossFitter. She's a games athlete. She can do double what everybody else can do. Take your, I want it on FaceTime or something. Just mm. something I can use for a meme. It would be great. This is um, about me, Nikki. Jesus. Oh, yeah, that's right. I'll keep you in mind. (laughs) I'll probably be pooping my pants out of nerves. So I might. I would definitely lose my shit. Oh, my God. Good Lord. It's going to be fun, though. It's going to be. Do you like roller coasters? I do. Okay. So you're going to be fine. Yeah, you'll be fine. What's the worst thing that happened? They've told told me that it's you don't ever, and they could totally just be completely lying to me. So this might be false information. But I've been told that you don't get that like stomach drop like you get in roller coasters because you're like going down a curve kind of. Yeah, I can I can get that. Like it's just fast. It's not dropped. There, yeah, there's no like sudden yeah. drops. And you're so. wearing your like full on helmet and visor and whatever. So I feel like if the world is like rushing by you, it's still got to be kind of quiet in your own head, yeah. sort of. And you're like up like this to like keep everything there and you're I would need like a neck brace. Can you, can you guys both do that again? Because that was like, <laughs> Just, like her. that's got to be the part you post yes, on Instagram. Yeah, right. <laughs> Just, here, here we are. We're all bobsledding. You ready? All right, here we go. Okay, I'm ready. Wait, <laughs> <laughs> I was going the wrong way. I was on a different track. I wrecked. I totally wrecked. Uh, I forgot to pull up on the. <laughs> you didn't break. It was your fault. <laughs> it's totally your fault. Oh, Cut all of this from the podcast, please. <laughs> no. Almost everybody catches us on audio. They're going to be like, what the hell are they doing? What, like, what the hell are all they doing? Like, all I hear is weird giggles and grunts. <laughs> like, it's a regular CrossFit day. Yeah, you know. regular. You know. All well, right. best of luck to you, girl. We'll have to have you back on again after a couple of weeks because I'm dying to know how the whole thing progresses. And yeah. um, if you guys... If you don't follow Kelsey already on Instagram, highly recommend it because I'm I'm just very interested in your journey here. And I think it's going to be wildly successful one way or another, whether it ends up, you know, with yeah. an Olympic Olympic accolade on your resume or it just ends up being this really cool learning experience that we could, yeah. we could all gain something from. Cool. Thanks for having me on, guys. Absolutely. Super <laughs> fun. Well, thanks, guys. I appreciate it. And uh, for everyone listening... We will catch up with you guys soon. Take care.